0: Hello, this is Dan Jones with another quiet talk for you. Have you ever heard anybody say, pray for me that I will do thus and so? Maybe you've prayed that way. Pray for me that I will cut the grass tomorrow. Here's the thing. If you need to cut the grass, just do it. Nobody needs to pray for you. Now, if you have a broken leg and it's in a cast, you might ask people to pray for you that you'll be able to Cut the grass limping around the yard behind the lawnmower with a broken leg. That's different. But if you need to do something and it's your responsibility, just do it. Now you may be thinking, Dan, you don't sound very compassionate. Well, allow me to elaborate. Years ago, I heard somebody recommend this little exercise when reading the Bible. Take a sheet of paper and draw a vertical line down the middle making two columns. Above the first column, write, my job, and above the second, write, God's job. Now, a great place in the Bible where you can try this is Psalm 37. Now, remember, as you read, you're going to write in one of the two columns either my job or God's job. Let's try a bit. The psalm begins, Fret not yourself, because of evil doers be not envious of wrongdoers. Whose job is it not to fret about evil doers? Right mine. In case you haven't noticed a lot of Christians are fretting today about evil doers. I've done way too much of this myself. We need to stop it. That's our job. You don't need to pray about it, just do it or don't do it as the case may be let's skip down to verses 8 and 9 refrain from anger forsake wrath fret not yourself it tends only to evil for the evil doers shall be cut off but those who wait for the lord shall inherit the land my job is to refrain from anger forsake wrath and again don't fret Then it says, for the evildoers shall be cut off. Now whose job do you think that is? Right. Thank you for your participation. That's God's job. It's not my job to cut off those bad people. I'm sure you know this verse, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. We could go on. Just one more. Verse 4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's my job to delight myself in the Lord, to find my joy and purpose in him, to walk with him daily and listen to his voice. It's God's job to give me the desires of my heart. Perhaps those desires will need some adjusting. As I delight myself in the Lord, he will take care of that. Now, in the remainder of this talk, I want to cover a specific command of Jesus to us. This is something that is our job. Here it is. Have faith in God. Mark eleven twenty-two. Jesus told his disciples, which includes us, to have faith in God. He didn't say, pray that you'll have faith in God. He just said to do it. At this point, you might be thinking, but I've tried to have faith in God. I just don't seem to be able to do it. Okay, let's talk about it. In the Bible, the character who is put out there as the prime exemplar of faith is Abraham. Paul uses Abraham to teach about salvation through faith. He quotes from Genesis 15, 6, which says... And he believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. That's Abraham, of course, who believed the Lord. He was declared righteous, not because of his flawless conduct, but because of his faith. Now, how did Abraham demonstrate faith? Go back to the very beginning of the story of this man. In Genesis 12, it says, Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you, and I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham went, as the Lord had told him. Now the words faith and belief aren't in these verses, but they show clearly what faith is and why Abraham is called the father of faith. God told him to do something and he did it. God told him to leave his home and go to an as-yet-undisclosed location, and Abraham obeyed God. That is faith in a nutshell. Faith is an action, not a state of mind. That's where so many people stumble. If you're having trouble believing God, I want to respectfully submit that maybe there is somewhere that God has spoken and you have not obeyed. Now, maybe God hasn't told you to leave your home, but God has told us many things in the Bible that we need to obey. I'm not going to start listing these things. What I will do is encourage you to take spiritual inventory of your life. If you are honest about wanting to have faith in God, then he will help you with this. Go to God in prayer and tell him you want to be completely his. You want to obey him and yield your whole life to him. I'm assuming here that if you do that, you really mean it. If you really mean it, then ask God to show you an area in which you are not obeying him. Start with the biggest thing. That's probably the area in which you have most strongly resisted the Holy Spirit. It will likely involve you doing something you don't want to do. It may require you to humble yourself. I found that that's the hardest thing in the world to do. But if you mean business, God will open your heart to whatever the area of disobedience is. When he does, don't hesitate. Don't think about it. Just do it. Just obey God you will be amazed at how your faith will grow. I've always been struck by how matter-of-fact this story of Abraham is here in Genesis 12. God told him to leave everything behind, everything he was used to, his family, his contacts in his native land, and to go to a place that God said he would show Abraham later. And amazingly, he just up and goes That's called faith. Faith is an action. Faith is obeying God even when what he says doesn't seem to make sense. Paul says that faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes, true hearing, hearing God's voice through the word of God. God didn't just give us the word so we'd have something to read in church. He gave us the word to show us how to live. His word is our guide. I can tell you from the personal experience of my wife and me that quite often God leads you to do things that won't make sense to people around you. Again, the problem is often with those commands that are clearly spelled out in the Bible. That's where you start. But if you sincerely obey those things, God will lead you in areas that aren't mentioned in Scripture, the areas in which you need personal direction. God's desire for us is that we come to that place where we obey Him without question. God loves you with an everlasting love. He wants the very best for your life. And He knows better than you what that best looks like. So, have faith in God. Give yourself, your life, your future, your finances, your body. Give it all up to him. Get into his word and follow Jesus with all your heart. The day for half-hearted Christianity is over, if there ever was such a day. Today is the day to trust and obey. There's no other way. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord God, for the precious word of God. I thank you for men like Abraham who show us what faith is. Faith is going when God says go. Faith is obeying the voice of God without question. Help us, Lord God to obey you. Help us to hear your voice. Speak to the people listening to this podcast today, Father God. And if there's somebody out there, Lord God, that has an area in their life of resistance, I pray that the Holy Spirit will put his finger on that, and they will submit to God, say yes to God, and their faith will grow. In the powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you for listening, my dear friend, and Please contact me if you haven't already. If I don't have your email address, I'd love to have it. Jones at Outlook.com is my email address. And if you contact me, I'd love to put you on my email mailing list. I won't ever ask you for anything. I just want to send out uh, Monday and Thursday uh, little messages with these links and just a little word of encouragement to you. Jones at Outlook.com. God bless you.